0: Well, good morning. Good morning. Oh, that is so good. Let's see if we can do better. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. I want you to say that. I heard somebody really good here. I, um, I want you to say that to people now. I, I was in a place yesterday and I was just in and out and they were, everybody was happy holidaying me. And I was Merry Christmasing them. And so keep doing that. Merry Christmas. There's a reason for the season and his name is jesus jesus amen hey this is the morning that we're going to have our in gathering for a lot moon christmas offering there are two baskets down here somebody's already been to the baskets thank the lord and so i want to ask you um as the music is played now if you would just come and bring your Lottie moon offerings to the baskets and you may start as soon as the music plays when uh, I gave you joy it is to see even some of our children i noticed a couple of them were bringing the offering together you know there's all everywhere i go people say how many baptists does it take to and you fill in the blanks change a light bulb open a car door whatever the case may be but how wonderful that these young people are learning about christmas and about giving thank you mothers for doing that at this moment, I, I'm going to have someone to come who has not sung in a long time, uh, Carolina. And uh, she's going to share a song with you. Some of you, some, even this morning when uh, she was coming to practice, there were some people said, Who is that? Who is that? It's because she has matured over the last couple of years that she's sang. And turned into a beautiful young lady. Carolina, let's make sure it's.
1: This child that you've delivered Will soon deliver you Mary, did you know That your baby boy Would give sight to the blind man? Mary, did you know That your baby boy Would calm a storm in his hands? Did you know That your baby boy has walked where angels trod. When you kiss your little baby, you've kissed the face of God. Death will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know? That your baby boy Will one day rule the nation Didn't you know That your baby boy Was heaven's perfect man And the sleeping child you're holding Is a great I Am
0: Praise Amen. Thank you, Carolina. We're going to join our voices together now. Angels from the realms of glory, will you stand with me as we sing? a new Christmas song called Christmas Day. We're going to uh, start singing it. It's very repetitious. You can jump right in when you feel comfortable or jump in when you don't feel comfortable. Just jump in. We just want you to sing with us today. And please remain standing for the reading of the Word of God this
2: morning. I'm reading Luke 2, verses 7
3: through 20. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. This will be assigned to you. You will find the babe wrapped in cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens, and on earth peace to those on whom he favor rests. Rest. When the angel had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened Which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God. For all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You may be seated.
0: I don't know about you, but this year has been a little different year. This year has been a year that I found it a little bit harder To get into the spirit of Christmas, Um, lots of things that we've dealt with, lots of things that have changed in the world and in our world. But you know, there are some things that just do it for you. Those who know me best, including my drummer, would say that wings are one of those things that does it for me. And you would be correct. But maybe it is that you need to go to a parade, or maybe it is that you just need to go and see some sight to remind you what it's all about yesterday morning our deacons gathered down at the marriott and there was a giant tree there i just stood and looked at the tree for a few minutes but then there is a thought that comes to my mind and it's this for god sent not his world his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So Jesus came that all men could know him. But I wonder in every nation, in every tribe, in every culture, what is it that is the image of Jesus to them? I've had a song in my library my personal library for a number of years. I've never done it until today. This choir, I want you to listen. Some children see him.
2: We're
4: What a beautiful song. I tell you, that's a new Christmas song to most of us. And I I tell you, as we were listening to Miss Linda read the Christmas story, I couldn't help but wonder how many times you've heard that story read or you read it yourself. Um, Hundreds, maybe? Maybe more? Uh, It becomes very familiar with us, doesn't it? The Christmas story. That's, that's 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 dangerous guys when you hear something over and over and over again you sort of put your mind in cruise control and you sometimes miss what god is trying to say and it's my prayer and i pray that for this year i want you i want to challenge you to see if you can see this story for the first time to make it fresh with you I pray that the Holy Spirit begin to open up things. And I encourage you to read it more than just now. And, and I encourage you to read it throughout the Christmas story, the season. I'm fascinated with this story. I'm just going to be honest with you. It makes no sense to me. I like things that make sense to me. And if I was going to send God on earth, who would I give an invitation to the birth to? Maybe the King Herod, maybe I would have given the, the King an invitation to come and, and see my child, the child that was born in my, with my presence fully in him. Maybe I would have chosen the High Priest, be religious, invited the High Priest to come in and to see this newborn King, the Savior of the world, the Messiah. I think that's a lot of us would have leaned more toward that than these ragtag shepherds that God invited to the birth of His Son. Think about that just for a second. Let that soak in. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, was coming to earth and who did He invite? Shepherds. I want you to understand this. I relate more to the shepherds than I do the wise men. Amen. When I see the nativity scene, and I, I, uh, I'll be honest with you, me, Shannon and I love the nativity scene. We have some that are left up year round, okay. And you see the sometimes you'll see the wise men and and the shepherds there together. And we all understand this. I think you understand this by now. The the true nativity scene was not the wise men. The wise men came many many moons after. This, the ones who were truly invited to the nativity scene, was who? Some ragtag, regular joes, some guys that you probably wouldn't want your sister or daughter to date
0: or associate with.
4: These are some roughneck kind of guys. spin off, you know, you know they couldn't even give testimony in court because they didn't trust them. The law wouldn't allow them to give witness in courts. That's how their appearance, uh, their opinion of shepherds were. But guess who God sent the invitation to? And I praise God for that today. I'm thankful for that. And we're going to see why here in just a few minutes. I think there's a lot of truth that was told to these shepherds that day. And if you look at verse 7, notice what it says. It says and she, this is Mary, brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes or cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. And look at verse 9. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. I think one of the first things that these shepherds learned, and that we can learn about the Christmas story, is that everyone is significant to God. If a shepherd was invited to come see his son, now I'll just be honest with you: when my child was, my firstborn was born. I, I wanted to. My whole family, my, grand, my parents, her parents, Shannon's parents, our brothers, our sisters, all of them came, and all of them were at Mary Black Hospital. And I can remember some of them were even outside the door where we were, del- where the delivery was taking place, and their ears were pressed up against the door to hear if it was a boy or a girl. And when I almost, I passed out. I almost passed out because it was a girl. I thought it would be a boy. I blurted out, "It's a girl!" Out of shock, and I heard no, our feet running down the hallway as they went to tell, "It's a girl." It was exciting news when a child is born. Amen. And God was excited. I believe God the Father was excited to tell somebody, and He told shepherds. Nobody else. Y'all know that, right? Now, the Magi were coming from... They were coming and they were following a star. It would take them years to get there. Shepherds were right on it because they were in Bethlehem. Who were they watching over? These sheep. These sheep were, were there to be slaughtered, to be sacrificed in Jerusalem one day. I think that's fascinating. That He he'd picked those who are tending over the sheep and, and tell them to come see the Lamb of God who's born to take away the sins of humanity. Folks, it's very important that you understand this. is That you are important to God. I don't care where you're born, if you're born on the right side of the tracks or on the wrong side of the tracks, you're important to God. Every one of us. I don't care how smart you are, or how intelligent you are. It doesn't matter what you made on the SATs. It doesn't matter what kind of position you hold, what status you hold in this world. You are important to God. And you need to understand that and live like that. And understand that he loves you. And he wants to reveal himself to you. Why did he invite shepherds to reveal himself to him? Then why does he want to save you today? Because God wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to invest his spirit inside of you so that you can experience him and, re- and he wants to reveal himself. And it takes a lifetime of revealing. You know, salvation is just the beginning. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the start. And it's a beautiful relationship that you have here where God is revealing Himself to you. And He will only reveal as much as your faith can handle. Because some of the things He wants to reveal to you, you cannot handle right now. Maybe the stubbornness. Maybe because of lack of faith. But God is in the revealing business. And if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know God, but He wants to, He wants to educate you even more. It doesn't end. I used to take senior adults up to Hendersonville and we'd go, um, pick, get that, we went pick apples, we'd go pick them up with bags and put them in our, and y'all know how that is, don't you? And, and then pumpkins and all that kind of stuff up in Hendersonville and then we'd filter down. And we'd come down into the uh, Chimney Rock area, and folks, there's a pond. There's a hole there, and it says it's the endless pond or or water. And it it says they've never found the the bottom of it, the bottomless pit, I guess you call it. You, they've never found the bottom of it. And let me tell you, that's how it is with God. You think you know Him? You don't know all of Him. I don't think you'll know all of Him until you get to heaven. But I promise you this. Wherever we end, it will be in love. Because He loves us. He loved these shepherds. And I want you to understand this. I love this passage in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 26 and 27. This is Paul Paul talking to them. And notice what he says. He says, for you, for you, See your calling, brethren, that many that were not wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of this world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. You don't think God can use you? God can use shepherds. I think if God can use shepherds, He can use you. Amen? I believe God saved you for a purpose. He... he, he, Got these shepherds for a purpose. He knew they didn't know, they probably didn't speak proper language. Probably couldn't, probably be embarrassed by some of the things they would say. But God worked in their lives and He changed them and He made them the first evangelist. They were proclaiming Jesus by the end of this. I just want you to understand this, and this is very important that you are important, each one of you. Each one of us are important in the eyes of God. And you can agree with 1 Peter 5 which says, Cast all your cares upon Him because He cares for you and He loves you. The second thing that we can learn is that God has great news for all of us who will believe. God wants to save you so He can reveal Himself to you. And He wants to shine uh, His presence in you in such a degree that it will change your life. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're on the journey of seeing the presence of God being more and more revealed in you. And you experience the presence of His power and the strength. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And as you see the, this, uh, these um, shepherds here, notice what the angel said to them in verse 10. And this is powerful. And, 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 and I think this is something that I think all of us need to hear or many of us today need to see. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I'm going to stop right there just for a second. I think that message is for all of us today. Do not be afraid. You might be fearful of, a, of your health or how your health is heading at this time. You might be afraid of your, of, of, of your job security. You might be afraid for your family. You might be afraid of the, the economy, the world's condition. God is telling you today, don't be afraid. These men are right now sitting out in the middle of a field with a bunch of sheep. That says something about the presence of an angel. Because every time an angel shows up, what does he First thing comes out of his mouth. Don't be afraid. So there must be something scary about angels. Amen? I mean, when you first see them, it's like... I couldn't imagine... You know, my imagination goes a little... Y'all know. They know. I, I couldn't help, it, like, if I was sitting up in a deer, deer stand, and an angel popped up, I just, first thing I think I'd do is drop the gun. <laughs> or if not, shoot the gun. No, no, just, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> I mean, it's a scary thing. I mean, for, for an angel to show up, it must be. And life can be scary. But you don't have to be afraid. And He tells you why. It's fascinating here. He says, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings and great joy. Well, it will be for all people. It can be for all of us. Why? Because we've just heard already, For God so loved the world. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Folks, we do not need to be afraid because we have a Savior. Our sins have been taken care of. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your sins have been forgiven. And I say amen to that. I believe your past, your present, your future sins were taken care of when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So why be afraid? I always say this when I hear somebody that's really grumbling now or going through a difficult period of life. And I go, things will get better. I'm talking to a Christian now. Things are going to get better, amen? Amen. Sometimes we've got to look into the future, because right now it's pretty low. But sometimes God gives us a vision of seeing what's ahead of us, and it's a beautiful thing. But one of the most beautiful things that we have today is the presence of God in our lives. The Bible says that He will never leave us nor forsake us. So why should we be afraid? Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world, right? One of the biggest practices I have when I want to be afraid is I pray. Do you hear me? I pray. Why do I pray? Because I have a God who listens. And I have a God who answers prayer. And He loves me. I don't always understand that love. I sometimes question that love. But one thing I do know, He loves me. And we need to, to not be afraid of the things that are taking place in this world because Jesus is still in control. And we don't need to be afraid. These, these shepherds are sitting there and they've gotten the Word. And you need to understand this is that as they're calming them down. Um, some fascinating things began to happen and I want you it's, it's fascinating here that we see here that suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth goodwill toward men so not only one scary angel shows up now a countless amount of angels showing up. And this shows folks, I've had invitations before but nothing like this. Amen? And who is it sent to? I want to go back to this. Angels. Guys like us. Guys, society doesn't count. They're not going to make the headlines unless it's on the top ten list or the most wanted list. You know what I'm saying? But God sends this multitude of heavenly hosts praising His name. And I'm thankful that He loved them so much. And folks, uh, we have great news that God has given us. He's given us a Savior. The third thing I want you to understand. Notice this. I want you to look at verse 14 just for a second. Notice the message here. Glory to God in the highest. That word highest means basically heaven. The the worship went all the way into heaven itself. Have you ever been in worship? I felt like we almost got there today. Amen. Heaven came down and
0: glory filled my soul.
4: Folks, that's worship. They were worshiping God. and, And it says that glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Now... That word peace, I I love the word peace. And I think it's a great thing that we have as born-again believers. But I'll be honest with you. When I first looked at this when I was younger, I used to question that word. I said, where is peace? Ever since I've been born, I was born right whenever they were finishing one war. But since I've been born, I've been around here for a little while now. We've just been fighting ever since. I don't know our world has ever seen peace since Jesus was born. That's not what it means. That's not what it means is that if we just start behaving ourselves and get along with one another that there will be peace. That's not what the peace that God brings to us. you know what peace He's bringing to us? Peace with Him. I want you to let that sink in just for a second. Those who are lost are at war with God. But with Jesus, when you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and you allow Him to forgive you of your sins, and you place your faith and trust in Him, and you allow Him to cleanse you of all your unrighteousness, there is peace between us and our Creator. That's what Christmas is all about. And through that peace, I can have peace with my brothers and sisters. But we must first start with having peace with God Himself. And that's what the angels are celebrating. Not what man has done, but what God has done through Jesus, what God is going to do through Jesus Christ, and bring peace into this world and goodwill toward men. But we need to understand it's all the praise and glory goes goes to Him. The third thing that we can learn that the shepherds learned is how you respond to the invitation that God makes for all. It makes all the difference. Notice what verse six fifteen says. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Now stop right there, what do you think they could have said? What have we been drinking? That's one thing they could have said. Folks, we got—we are not thinking straight here. Did y'all see what I just saw? They could have said, get back to work. Folks, God is about to do something. I don't know how many of us would leave our jobs because God was up to something. And a lot of us would leave in a skinny second, okay? I know that. Okay? But some love their jobs more than they love what God's doing. And they're too busy to leave their jobs. Even how great this revelation was, they would have stayed. Some would have doubted. Some would have just ignored. Some would just want to debate: was that a real thing, or was that just a vision? Was and they just wanted to debate it to death. Some would just flat out rejected it. But the shepherds, what did they do? They said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now these, these um, shepherds chose to believe. And they went, not because they were thinking it might happen, they went with faith that it's happening. They went with haste. It doesn't sound like they had any suspicion involved. They went with fervor. And they went to see. And let me tell you, when God begins to work in your life, this is the, the, the response you need to give. When God communicates with you, when He reveals Himself to you, respond in Obedience. Obedience is a beautiful example or evidence of our faith. When God tells you to do something, do it. Isn't that simple? That shows faith. That shows that you trust Him. Those shepherds trusted the messengers of God, these, these angels, even though it scared them, they went. They did not turn around. They did not um, question it. They went. They, They felt the presence of God in this experience, and because of that, they went, and that is the proper experience. The last thing I want you to notice here is that they learned what you should do when the good news with the good news. Notice what he did in verse 17. And when they had seen Jesus, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at the, these things, which were told to them by the shepherds. Then the shepherds returned, listened to me, glorifying, praising God for all the things that had, they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Folks, these... Rascals of of men, these men that probably were some of criminals that were probably running from the law, that were hiding out in the field with shepherds making a few bucks so they could eat, were now the evangelist. God can use anybody, amen. I can say that with all the conviction in the world because he can use me. And he can use you. And isn't it wonderful? that when God did something powerful in their lives, they see this babe laying in the manger in this trough, and they're seeing Him, and what do they want to do? They want to go tell people. And that's what I want you to do this Christmas. I want you to go tell people that Jesus is alive. That He's born. Now, I think all of us have family traditions uh, Christmas is one of those times where traditions just start coming out uh, my family is a big believer in traditions uh, uh, we, it's hard for us to break our traditions I'll just be honest with you uh, my brothers we all, we, we all can agree on these traditions that we have we can agree on everything but around Christmas time we agree on certain things that we do When I, one of the things whenever Shannon and I were first dating Um, she told me of a tradition that her family did, that her and her sisters did. They, They started this. At Christmas time, they would make a birthday cake for Jesus. And Christmas morning, guess what they would do? Sing happy birthday to Jesus. What does that do? That honors God... And proclaims God. Okay? Folks, you can't go wrong, amen? You can't go wrong with pleasing Him and proclaiming Him. What are you going to do this Christmas to proclaim God to your family? Men, I'm going to ask you don't leave it just to our, your wives, you're the spiritual leaders. What are you going to do to be faithful to our Heavenly Father this Christmas season? What are you going to do to, to, to make a difference in your kids' lives? So that they know that they'll remember this Christmas, they'll remember years from now. Dad did this on Christmas morning. Never saw that before. He praised God in a way I've never seen before. Maybe you've never done, maybe you've just left it to your wife to do everything. Well, let me tell you, it's time for you to step up. It's time for you to be a little creative, amen? I'm amazed how men can be creative, and you can be creative. You give a piece of wood to some men, and they can make a beautiful um, trophy out of it, or, or a, a piece of furniture out of it. Well, what are you going to do about Jesus' birthday this year? I'll be honest, man. I don't know why I'm picking on y'all. This is not in my notes. So the Spirit of God must be giving me this. And I'm just going to give it to you. Because I've got to live under this too. Okay? Because my wife's right there. She's going to remind me. She does that. Her and the Holy Spirit are really good together. <laughs> Amen, ladies? I mean, y'all know that, right? So I'm with you on this one. man. what are we going to do about this Christmas? We are the spiritual leaders of our homes. How are you going to make Jesus feel special? How are you going to proclaim Him this Christmas season? How are you going to make sure your kids know that Jesus was born on this day? These ragtag shepherds went screaming around the community, sharing Jesus with everybody they could come in contact with. They were not ashamed of the gospel message. Amen? If they can do it, so can we. we can do it. My prayer for you, and let me tell you guys, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it a matter of prayer. Because I am not the most creative person in the world. And I do depend on her a lot about creativity. But I think we need to step up this Christmas. Ask for help if you need to. But I want your hand all over it. Because this would make Christmas something really, really special if we proclaimed Jesus Christ this Christmas season. Last thing I'd like to just end with these shepherds learned that we are significant, you are important. They learned that they could know our Savior personally, and they learned that God was, had wonderful news. For those who believed in Him. And they learned how they should respond with obedience. And they also learned that God didn't want them to keep it to themselves. I know a lot of us are very private people. But I'll just be honest with you. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God began to change us. I'm just going to be honest with you. I used to be shy, amen? I, am, I was. I was shy. I could walk by you and not talk to you. And I'd be okay with that. Amen? Okay? God's got a hold of me. And He's working on me. And he's, He began to show me the importance of other people. And you are important. If God can change somebody like me, I know He can change you too. We can't blame our shyness on being men, amen.
5: <laughs>
4: I like to close in prayer at this time. And my prayer is this We need to be we need to understand how much God thinks about us. If God knew these shepherds so much and they knew how rough they were and He still sent thousands and thousands of angels and invited them to see Jesus, think how important you are to this world today. And He wants you to go tell them about Jesus. And I would like to say Merry Christmas and not Happy Holidays. Let's pray. Father, we thank You so much for the Word that You've given us. And Lord, as we close this this part of the service out, Lord, this opens up a time of invitation. And Lord, we want to invite anybody here today that's never accepted You as their Lord and Savior. Father, we pray that they'll come back to the back. And Matt and I will be back there and be able to share Jesus with them. But Father, we want to open up this altar to those who would like to come and pray. Lord, there's those here today that have heavy hearts. And Lord, they may need to come and just open up to you here. And may it be a moment of a divine appointment of you speaking to them and them feeling your presence and love as they open up to you. Lord, if there's somebody here today that would like to join this church, I pray that they'll come back to the back and we can give them information about that. But Lord, more importantly, Lord, we just pray your will be done in each one of our lives today. And Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Stand together as we sing.